You're listening to the 5-Minute Friday podcast episode of The Aligned Self. This is your host, Daniel Janovi. Okay, 5-Minute Friday, a short and concise podcast episode of The Aligned Self designed to leave you with a question, an idea, a strategy, a tip, a hack in order to give you greater access to your conscious awareness, evolving your conscious awareness, or give you greater mastery over your mind. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the conversation. Today, I'm going to share a concept which you may be familiar with, maybe not, maybe yes, and that is the idea of learned helplessness. And after I describe it, you can assess for yourself whether or not you're uh, playing into this idea of learned helplessness. Now, before I dive deep into the topic of learned helplessness, I want to share a little psychological nugget with you that will help explain how this might happen. I want to share the idea that it takes about three times or three exposures to a situation for you to be convinced. Three pieces of evidence. Now, some people require five and other people are never completely convinced. But as a rule, people that have three pieces of evidence, especially if it comes from third-party endorsements. It seems to have more credibility. For instance, let's say that you got a haircut, or maybe you got your hair colored a different color. Depending if you're a man or a woman, could be both, it doesn't matter. So you, you have your hair done, and you're going around town, and a person notices, hey, you did something different with your hair. And you, yeah, I got it colored, or I got it cut, You go home and your significant other says, did anyone notice your new hairstyle? And you said, no, no one's noticing. But then here's example number two. Let's say you get your hair cut, you're out and about, you're traveling to some of the places that you frequent, and two, three, four people say something about your new hairstyle. Looks good on you, or it's, it's a refreshing change. And you get home and your significant other says, has anyone noticed? And you say, everybody loves my hair. Now, that's not necessarily the truth. Not everybody loves your hair. Everyone did not comment on your hair. But you had three pieces of evidence that tipped the scale, that shifted it from nobody or a couple people to everybody. It's it's your experience. It's how it seems to you. It's not necessarily the truth. It's how it seems to you. Now, on one hand, this is valuable information because you can use this convincer strategy to help you create new beliefs. You just have three different examples, three new pieces of evidence to support that new belief. But this is not necessarily about empowering beliefs. It's about a disempowering belief, which is learned helplessness. Essentially, you've encountered failure or had less than stellar results three or more times. And you've generalized in your mind that it just doesn't work out for you. I have clients that have come to me and say, I've tried everything, but nothing seems to work. And of course, I question that. I ask, everything? You tried everything? Well, not everything. But they tried it enough times to convince themselves that it just doesn't work or that they will fail if they attempt it. Now, this also occurs inside people's self-esteem on what they're capable of, what's possible for their life. 
So if you have this feeling like everything works out for other people, just not for me, or sometimes it works, but many times it doesn't, then you may be victim of accepting this idea of learned helplessness, or that it just won't work for you, or why bother? I'll just fail again. Okay, I think you have the general premise, but I'm going to give you three or four examples of how it's created in animals, and then you can see maybe how it applies to you. I first learned of learned helplessness in college, in Psychology 101, where they had taken a mouse or a rat and had them in a cage. They put food in one corner of the cage and conditioned the rat that all he had to do was walk over and eat the food, and he was happy. Next day, same time, same channel, same activity. They gave him food, there was a little sound, and he moved on and ate the food. Well, this was fine for about a week. He was conditioned that this is where the food comes, and rats learn really quickly. But then they did something, and and as I describe it, it's going to seem somewhat cruel. But they began electrifying different portions of the floor of the cage. At first, it was just one side of the cage to where he, the rat could not walk on that one side in order to get the food, so he had to kind of walk around it. But voila, he still got the food. And in short order, he would make a direct beeline on the portion of the cage which he knew was not going to create a shock. Well, then they electrified another portion of the cage, and so on and so forth, until the, the majority of the cage was electrified in a way where the rat could not move in the cage without getting a shock. He was essentially conditioned to go to one corner of the cage and not move because he learned that any move that he would make in any direction would result in a shock. Well, they took the food away and let the rat get hungry over a couple days. They turned off the electrical charge going to the floor of the cage. And then they put a fresh supply of food in the corner where he was used to getting it. The rat wouldn't move. The floor was no longer electrified. And the rat was definitely hungry, but he would not move from that corner. He had developed learned helplessness. The next experiment occurred at Michigan State University. They had a large fish tank and they had a northern pike. Now, I don't know if you know a northern pike is, but it's a long, slender fish with very carnivorous teeth, a long snout, and it eats smaller fish. Well, they put this northern pike in this aquarium, and in there were several minnows, a lot of minnows. That pike ate to its heart's content. It ate and ate and ate until it was so full, it just kind of sank down near the bottom to rest and digest its food. Well, while it was resting, they slipped in a glass panel in the middle of the aquarium. So all the minnows were on the other side of the glass divider. And after a couple of days, that pike was no longer full and was hungry again, and it started going after the minnows. Well, it hit that glass divider with its nose and was stunned. But not dissuade, he made another attempt at the minnows on the other side of the divider. His nose hit the glass divider, and he was stunned. He did that three, four, five times. And then he just kind of found a place near the bottom of the tank and sat there. Well, then they took the divider out, and the minnows began swimming all around him, and that pike died of starvation. Food was all around him, but he had learned that he could not move forward every time he went after the prey. It hurt. 
Have you ever seen an elephant with a little thin rope around its leg? And that, that rope was tied to a wooden stake in the ground. And you know that that elephant was strong enough to rip that stake out of the ground and go anywhere he wanted. Yet, he would go to the length of the rope, feel the tug, and release. So how they used to train elephants is when they were very young, they would put a heavy chain around the leg and drive a stake deep in the ground. So in whatever direction that the elephant went, it would go to the length of the chain, feel the resistance, and not be able to go any further. And it learned to go to the length of the chain until it felt the pull of the restraint, and then it would stop. And so over the years, thinner and thinner materials were used to restrain the elephant until it was conditioned, learned helplessness, that it was futile to go any further than the length of that restraint, because he could go no further. And so as an adult, even though they had the strength to pull that out, even the chain and the deep stake, they could have pulled that out easily as an adult. All it took was the feeling, that tug of the rope, and that was it. When you train a horse to lead when they're young, you have the halter and you have your lead rope attached to the halter. And so when they pull back is when you resist the most. And the moment they relax, then you relax. And they learn that in order to go forward, they need to relax and just follow the lead. This is why you can see an adult horse tied to a hitching post with just a couple wraps around the post. If you watch any westerns, you can see sometimes they just lay it over the hitching post and never actually tie it off. So learned helplessness is you essentially being conditioned to expect no result, to fail. Because as a human being, what we do is we take past results and then we project them into the future. You can call that the predictive future. It's a process that we use and we look at the last three to five attempts and we make an assessment of our potential success moving forward. So if you have the expectation that things just won't work out for you or they probably won't work out for you or you more than likely you won't succeed, it's just a result of past conditioning. You need to attempt again and remember the pike that died at the bottom of the tank when food was swimming all around him. In the words of automaker Henry Ford, if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. Either way, you're right. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner-directed as you engage in the epic adventure.